Hello everyone, this is the IAD Summer Interns and we're back with our second episode of our podcast series and this week we're at the Education Institute which is convening for two and a half days with tribal leaders and other leadership to discuss the future of Indian education in New Mexico. Hey guys, Quentin Candelaria here and as Shayna said, we are here at the Education Institute hoping to try and get as many interviews as possible with our tribal leaders, our figures in Indian education. So some of the topics that are being discussed in regard to Indian education in New Mexico include early childhood education, behavioral health, um, and tribal libraries. So today we have our first guest, Marie Wakando from the Pueblo of Jemez, and she will be talking about broadband access in libraries Hello, my name is Maureen Wakondo, and I'm from the Jemez Pueblo community. I work at the Jemez Pueblo Community Library as an interim librarian. So Maureen, can you tell us the importance of tribal libraries and how vital they are in establishing internet access for the community? Some of the patrons that come in on a daily basis are patrons who are utilizing the internet for online job searches, online applications, there's food handling for entertainment, to YouTube, uh, to play games, a lot more that I can't think of right at this moment. So it sounds like there's a wide range of people who utilize your library there in Hamas. If you could provide a rough estimate, how many people do you think come into your facility daily? Well, right now, during the summer, is our high peak. We go from 120 to, I think the highest we've maybe had was 140, rough estimate. Uh, when school is in session, we run from anywhere from maybe 25 patrons to 75 on a daily. Do you provide any sort of tutoring services to your students? Yes, we do. We have a lot of programs going on in our library especially during the summer uh, when school is in session we have our after-school homework help we have tutoring services we have our reading programs elementary students read five books then 10 books and then 15 books and they have to go in that level and then we make sure that the book that they're reading is at their level or challenging we ensure that they comprehend what they're reading and then on top of that, they write a summary of what they read. So therefore, we also help them with their writing skills, capitalizations, punctuations, run-on sentences, and just penmanship. And throughout the summer, we have, and then we also provide arts and crafts on Fridays, since they're on early release on Fridays. And during the summer, we have our summer literacy programs, um, our Stories from the Land program, and then our Pueblo Opera program, and then just presenters that come to the library as we develop family events. We collaborate with a lot of our tribal programs, so whatever we feel that the community needs, we try to provide. Uh, as you can tell, libraries provide a lot of services to the tribal communities, whether that be from young children, adults, to the elderly. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask if you could describe um, broadband access at the library in Jemez, then also in the greater community of Jemez Pueblo. Before we had E-Rate, we went with this vendor 
who um, the internet was very, very, very slow. Children would get impatient. Um, afternoon when children are out of school, the library is packed. Uh, adults would get frustrated because internet then slows down. I went from a 10 DSL to a 20 DSL, but I didn't see a difference in it except for obviously my, my bill. Therefore, when Miss um, Kimball had come around and was introduced in E-Rate and legislation came around, I, I jumped on that train and we developed a um, Z and Hamas consortium. So then after meeting several or many times, after meeting many times, going to legislations, having meetings there and whatnot, we were finally able to bring in the E-rate broadband, which now is not at its 100% capacity because we still have the challenges of purchasing the equipment to get there. But it's running at a lot higher rate. Patrons are happy with what they have but I just can't wait to get to that point where we're at 100% speed and patrons are a lot more happier. Well, um, I'm not too sure if Shana, you have any other questions for our guest today? Um, I do have a couple. And so you're introducing legislation regarding tribal libraries and access to broadband within communities. So I just wanted to ask you if you could kind of go into that a little bit more, maybe give a brief overview as to when this process started or your involvement in this process started? The process started in, uh, let me see if I can get my dates straight, uh, for 2019. So it really started in 2018 when they really started pushing it. Uh, legislation had offered funding for E-rate and we were to put a portion of it through the tribe. So therefore, when I found this out, um, I talked to my director, who is Kevin Shando. He's the one who helped me really push this along with Kimball. And then, of course, we formed that consortium with uh, the Pueblo of Zia. And so because of our internet, being really, really slow, and the promise of E-rate bringing in that high-speed internet, that's what I was looking for for our community because we have students who are in college that are using the library as a place to go for online classes because transportation, which is an issue to get to school. So therefore, I felt the need of having to get this E-rate in the library and while legislation was offering some funding I wanted to take advantage of that and so like that with the help of uh, my director tribal leadership our tribal lawyer and Kimball I mean it was two communities that came together to make this possible if it weren't for them, I wouldn't have E-rate right now. I wouldn't have been able to do it alone. So my last question today is, now that you have the E-rate, what's the next step? 
Now that we have the E-Rate broadband, and the next step is, of course, purchasing the equipment so that we can become that 100% high-speed internet to the community. Once we get there, then we would like to fulfill the dreams of the library, which is to have more virtual meetings, sessions, and also offer um, online classes, collaborate with UNM, CNM, CIPI, so that students can take college courses. These are students that are having trouble with transportation, although we do have the Sandoval Transit, Transit and also the um, Tribal Transportation Program. Sometimes the schedule doesn't fit their needs, therefore it'll be nice for them to take the online courses that they need to get the education that they need so that they can better their lives. And there's so much more that we're wanting to do with this E-rate um, that we have. So thank you again, Maureen, for being our first interviewee here at the Education Institute. Uh, so Shana and I will be interviewing many others uh, in the next couple of days, so look out for more episodes to come. This has been the IAD podcast. Remember to like, share, uh, follow us, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone.